So those are good things. But I also think that the base is growing. And I want to talk to you about that because I think from a production, from a product standpoint, you had a tremendous influence into where that side of the water ski promotion is going. So, and obviously I'm, I'm talking about free ride and cross course yeah. skiing. Yeah. <clears throat> what brought you to what be, ended up becoming the first free ride? Give me, give me the context. What years we were talking about? What were you up to at those years? Yeah. And what brought the free ride about? Well, well, a couple things. Number one, it goes back to my, my, my upbringing on the public, on the public waterway. Okay. Where there wasn't a course. So I always had that, that longing. I always knew, I always remember what it was like to be on public water, the freedom to be able to take your boat anywhere, not just on this little half mile pond. And the joy that people got from doing more than just water skiing behind a boat. Because we did more than just water ski behind the boat. And then you get into competition and you forget that. And you're like, you get into competition, you get so, people get so crazy about it that they won't even go free ride one ski set. Right. I know people who haven't free skied for years. Not even, not even once have they made a turn without a buoy coming at them. Okay. That's, and that's a problem, in my opinion. So yeah. that, that was one thing. Um, the other thing was um, I got hurt. You talk about the way your life unfolds, any individual's life unfolds. It doesn't always, it never goes to plan. And mine took a turn. You know, 2011, blew my back out right after the Russia Worlds. Just missed the podium, was skiing the, probably the best of my life. And my life took another turn. And so I ended up falling into a job with Mastercraft. Was lucky enough to get to work on a new Pro Star that's still in, develop, or still in production. Yep. And in the process, I learned some skills to be able to use my hands to reshape things, whether it was boat bottoms or skis. And I got hurt. And I was like, I, I don't know if, if I can ski on the high-end stuff right now, but let's make something that's easier on the body, specifically easier on my back. But then I also looked at the numbers. And the numbers, I don't, I don't want to get too specific, but literally 90% of the stuff that, that gets sold in the water sports industry isn't high-end skis. Mm -hmm. You know, less than 10% of the stuff that gets sold is high-end skis, yet... My whole career, I've been focusing on high-end skis and every brand that I was associated with, whether it was, you know, Conley or D3 or, or HO, had been focusing mainly on high-end skis. And so I just, all that stuff conglomerated in this, this, this passion or this desire to, like, focus on a ski specifically for the recreational skier, the 90 percenters that are out there, they're weekend warriors, they're wallies, they go ski at their cabin or the cottage, like, three times a year, and they want to make those sets count, and they want to make those weeks count because they're they're hanging with some of their best buds, and they, yeah. or they just want to have a great ski that everybody can use in the boat. So, the final piece of the puzzle, as you've had experience with Dave, is Dave Wingerter. Yeah. Without Dave Wingerter running the biggest water sports company in the world, HO Skis, running it in a fashion that's that's just should be a blueprint for how to be a great leader. Um, without him, there, there would be no free ride. There would be no clean edge. There would be no, you know, TX, CX. There'd be no Omni. There'd be no specific recreational skis that weren't just like, here you go. Here's a wide ride. Easier to get up on now that you're 60 years old and you're fat. Right. No, like that's not the message. We're getting. The message is, okay, you got a, you got a bum shoulder. Here's a ski that should pop you out of the water easier 
and be less drag. Yep. And it's also going to be easy to roll on edge because it's not 10 inches wide. Like we had specific design elements we wanted to hit on and specific outcomes we wanted for a specific ski, for a specific demographic. And I think it wasn't the first time it had been done, but it was the first time that much effort had been put into it. I remember working at Mastercraft during the off hours. You know, I'd finish work and most of the guys would leave and go home. And I would stay in the shop after hours and work on the free ride, the first free ride. Bondoing mm -hmm. sidewalls on, yep. bondoing tunnels, widening, cut, splitting down the middle and, you know, making the tail wider, whatever it was. Um, and... I had I, I developed a love. I'd always worked with my hands and done woodworking, but I developed a love for R and D and product development in that moment for the the ninety percent of the demographic who's not high end water skiers. So that's kind of how that how that the whole thing kick started. So, like, walk me through it. So you had this idea. Dave said go for it, and you started working on it, or did you start sort of independently, and then you went with Dave with like a some like half finished project and said, okay, I think this is going to work. So it, it's kind of it, every, every new product development takes a different path or a unique path. But this one was basically went like this. So we, we had this, this vision that we could build a better ski that would allow skiers to ski behind, um, a wider variety of tow vehicles, meaning, you know, wave runner, you know, wakeboard boat, ski boat, bay liner, runabout, whatever. Um, but, also that would allow them to ski on on different conditions not just perfect conditions and so we basically did a round table bob lapointe dave wingerter and i and said how what's the ski going to look like what are the outcomes that we want and then through that process we basically came up with a jumping off point a ski that was kind of the initial jumping off point and what that looked like was was very similar to the free ride that we ended up coming out with except it had no sidewall the, the tail, the clean edge technology in the tail or the wakeboard edge, we call mm -hmm. it, with the part line on the bottom of the ski instead of the top. So there's no real bevel or sidewall. Right. That went continuous from tip to tail. That was the original free ride. And it was narrower. Right. Um, and so when I first got that, very interesting, easy to pop up on, easy to, to cut around on, but very low resistance to roll. So when you went out and you let go of the handle with one hand and you went to make a turn, you'd almost fall over on your ear. If you didn't know, if you didn't know how to cope with it, like I did, if you were kind of a beginner, which is who it was designed for, you'd fall over every time. Okay. And, and, and the water was, was basically wrapping around or coming off the side of the ski and, and catching my front, my front leg. I had spray, I had spray leg on my front leg, which never happens. <laughs> right. So I knew right away. I'm like, okay, we got to modify this. So basically we came to the conclusion that you need a sidewall in certain parts of the ski. So I bonded on a sidewall uh, from the from somewhere back far back from the tip to basically the the front the back toe. So I bonded on a sidewall to try to get some stability and roll to have a a sidewall to be able to roll against and not have the ski just tip all the way over and put you on your ear. Yep. And also to keep the water from from tripping, um, you know, your the, the the front leg. And so we tried that. It was better. And we said, hey, we need a little bit more lift. So we filled in the concave a little bit with a little flatter tunnel. We had steep entry, but then we had a flatter tunnel concave, widened the tail a little bit, and that basically ended up being the free ride. I had one, actually I had it in the shop today when Bob LaPointe was working on all the, the new Omegas. Um, the free ride was over there in the corner. Oh, the first free ride? The first free ride. And how the hell did I miss that? 
Uh, <laughs> you just were too focused on trying to develop the next best ski for everybody out there. Now you were too much in the moment, which is a great thing. Okay. So it, okay. you didn't miss much. Okay. Yeah. And since then, there's been what, like four iteration of the free ride? I think probably three, three iterations. I mean, you got the free ride, then you had the free ride Evo, and then the Fusion free ride we just came out with. Yeah. I believe. But then also spinoffs, you know, with the TX and the CX, we included some clean edge technology and some of the stuff we learned with the free ride, um, the Omni, even the VTX had I some know. clean, some other skis had some clean edge, which reduces drag, but also reduces suction. Um, that's the one thing. So the reason the wakeboard edge works, that there's some magic there is that the, the, the conventional ski, if you look at any slalom ski for the last 50 years, there's some sort of tunnel. Yep. And then as you run your finger towards the either side of the ski, there's some sort of, of roundness to the bevel, or there's some, some 45s on certain skis, a little more sharp you know, uh, radius. But either way, there's some sort of roundness to it, a corner, and then there's a straight sidewall on the yep. sides of the skis. And so we realize that, that that creates suction. Water wraps around that. It's like an upside-down wing. Instead of creating lift, you turn the wing upside down, the wing's going to create suction down towards the earth. Yep. But in this case, it's suction into the water. So for you at 41 off, when you're coming into your toe side turn at one ball and you're going 36 miles an hour and you want to immediately turn 90 degrees to try to get behind the boat without slack and try to get some space so you can get to two to make a turn, you need a ski that creates a lot of suction. So when you kick the tail loose, the water running perpendicular to the ski surface immediately tries to suck it down into the water more. But for 90% of the folks out there, they don't make those kind of turns. Yep. And yet all we were doing up until that point was giving them a wider version of a high-end slalom ski and saying, here you go, here's your ski. Got bevels, got sidewall, all the stuff you don't need. So <laughs> right. that's why we came up with the free ride because we wanted to make them feel what we feel with more freedom to wash the tail and to do the things that we do to create these fun little carby turns um, without the drag and without the uh, suction. 